This episode of the award-winning, award-winning Here For It podcast is brought to you by Challenges. The Before I Let You Go Challenge is the only challenge that we at Here For It podcast are sanctioning and may participate in. (gasps) Oh, yeah. Actually, we need to find a dance floor. (laughs) We have to find a dance floor first. Uh, And so, just like Monique... I would like to see it. <laughs> I would like to see all y'all challenges. I don't even know what this is really going to be, but all she had to do was put um, a, a, a nature call on her goddamn Instagram story, and uh-huh. that told us to get ready. So today we got a formation um, choreography video uh-huh. of some shit that we didn't see. I don't know good. what she's doing. I don't. No one knows. No one knows the hour. She's giving y'all unreleased content to hold y'all over because y'all ain't getting nothing no time soon. But why so why so quickly? Like why my babies is in their terrible twos. I ain't got. I'm not. Y'all not getting no new album. Y'all gonna get some of this unreleased stuff. This y'all always begging for unreleased stuff. I just put out the shirt. <laughs> Where's the formation world tour DVD? You're not getting it. You're getting it on this shirt. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> and the girl's so, like, I guess I just better go and put a medium in my car. Well, get a, put a large in there for me, sis. <laughs> So I guess we all are the five of eleven children that she got to get home to. Cause 50, 11. 50, 11 children she got to get home to. This is your favorite podcast that talks about everything mental health, uh-huh. gay sexual health, uh-huh. politics, oh. and social studies in the gay sphere. I am the Superman. T-H-E-E-S-U-P-A-M-A-N. A.K.A. Sir Brienne the Tarth. Of Tarth, excuse me. Of Tarth. <laughs> Shit. B.K.A. The Gully Queen Defender. My name is Ronald Matters. Follow me on the internet at Ronald Matters. And of course, RonaldMatters.com. Get, get, Things are coming. You, you, you. The winter, the, what is it? The, the win- winter is here, actually. Now. Yeah, child. He's. So I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm watching episodes one and two. Okay. And episode three, The Night King is coming. Oh, that's what I was trying to say. Um, things are coming. Okay. The Night King is coming as well. The Night King is about to shake all the tables. So when Daenerys, um, who was the girl who was the queen of the north? She said like, we lost the north before, mm-hmm. and we got the north back, and we just not surrendering the north no more. What is her name? Her Sir? name is Sansa. Sansa. Sansa is my favorite white girl on the whole planet right now. So I love her. Because Daenerys was like, oh, girl, you want to have a chit-chat? Sure, let me sit down. And she put her hands over, Daenerys put her hands over Sansa's Sansa's hands. Mm -hmm. And she was like, well, girl, I know you're looking for the Iron Throne, but you're going to have to be fine with six instead of seven because I'm not that type of girl. And she's not. And then Daenerys removed her hand. I was like, oh, she's going to call the dragons to come kill this bitch net. I was like, oh, my God. But... So I'm watching Game of Thrones. I have that's her sister-in-law. She's not about to kill her. That's not that's not what's going to happen. Yeah, cuz she wants that guy who's the Targaryen. He's the, the secret word? Targaryen. Okay. And then um something about him. He was like, "Okay, so I know I go by Jason on Jets, but my name is really Aegon Targaryen." <laughs> and then she was like, "Well, it's real convenient that your name is this and only your best friend and your brother know and that." And your brother know that. <laughs> Shade received. <laughs> yeah. So it's cute that you're trying to. I think she thought he was trying to deny her the throne. But yes. I feel like even through his love for her, he, didn't he give would a fuck give about her the, throne. the yeah. throne. Yeah. He, he didn't give a fuck about it. If, if he's the last person to get it, girl, child, 
I'll give it to you on sale. <laughs> but that's that's the that's the point that we're all missing. Not we're all, because some uh, of us see some it. Some of us see it. <laughs> but he he would give up the throne in a minute. She would give him up in a minute to get the throne. What kind of dream is this? <laughs> Y'all got to realize what relationship are you in. <laughs> are you the Daenerys of this relationship or are you the Jon Snow of your relationship? Y'all got to figure that shit out. Wow. Y'all can also find me and Michael Sam this week. <laughs> um, Our icebreaker this week is what is the most annoying thing about Beyonce haters? Um, They post things on social media. Social? Come on out. I'm renunciating this week. You went to college <laughs> for a week? <laughs> they post things on social media. And then they act like Megan McCain in the comments. I watched the, the view today. Megan McCain's like, thank you. That one lady that clapped on the third row. I saw you, ma'am. You clapped for me. And your friend. <laughs> like, okay. Move. <laughs> Move. Let the people have their things. You have to let the Janet fans have their things. You have to let the Sierra fans have their things. Tanache's got a fan club. You have to let those people have their things. There's a Beyonce community. We have to let us have our. Well, first of all, we're we're taking. You don't have you don't have a choice really. The Beyonce fans, we're taking our things. So um, just don't be posting on social media and like. "Mm, I'm glad one person agreed with me. So that's not how you get a bill passed into a law. Both of y'all look dumb. <laughs> Move. Um, I think it's it's honestly what I hate about it the most is it's the hive mentality, and so they. But we're a <laughs> so that's what uh, I'm getting oh, to. Oh, juxtaposition. There, there's that. Oh, oh, so we're supposed to be the beehive because you know we are all worshiping of a queen who is a queen, um, and they are all worshiping of a philosophy of. How can she be this great? Why do y'all think she's that great? What is wrong with y'all? I'm I'm going on the opposite way. I'm cool. I'm hip. I don't think like everybody else. I don't think Beyonce is that great. But that is a hive mentality as well. But you don't have no queen. Woo! Um, so I think that it's, it's extremely problematic to see uh, both black men and black women downing a, another black woman who is creating spaces mm. for other black people to succeed, mm. uh, for the black story to be told, and for her works and her career to be celebrated because nobody can deny her career. Nobody can deny her achievements. You can deny whether you like her music, whether you like her last album, or whether you like her single, but you can't deny her success. Um, and so when they do, you are ascribing to a hive mentality. You're trying to be a part of a different hive that's unsuccessful, in, unsuccessful, and in the opposite direction of everyone else that loves her. Like if you don't love her, I don't like Bjork music. Bjork is just not for me. She's not for me. But you will never find me talking about Bjork on social media. Let's let them have their things. Google it right now. Scroll my Instagram, scroll my Facebook, <laughs> scroll my Twitter. I, I have your never second post. You had deleted it back in 2013. I've never when deleted Android a post. was on Instagram. Instagram was on Android or however they go. Okay. I've never deleted. I remember. I've never deleted a post like no. When I, I said I, when I said Bjork. it ain't changing. <laughs> in the words of that problematic bitch. Um, but oh. but I just I, it annoys me to to see other people celebrating an artist and celebrating her milestones and then here come 
a trail of negative Nancy's up. Ooh, it's the same music. Bitch, we know we bought it. And we're going to buy it again and again and again. And we know the choreography. It's the same choreography for the last tour. And tickets is $250. And I'm going with my sisters and brothers who know it. Not you. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> that is our icebreaker this week. That was a good icebreaker. One of the best. <laughs> and it's not Beyonce's included, y'all. Our word of the day this week is aftercare. Um, and no, I'm not talking about y'all with babies out there. I'm talking about grown people. Grown situations. Adult situations. Aftercare is the time after a BDSM scene or a play session when um, the participants get to calm down, discuss the previous events and their personal reactions, and slowly come back in touch with reality. Reduce inflammation. Baby. Because those penis cages sound like they hurt. They look like they hurt, rather. All of the things. So you've just been in a penis cage. Um, you've just been fisted by three niggas at the same time. This is going to take some calming down. Get you an ibuprofen. I, well, I don't know if... It, yeah, ibuprofen. Yeah, ibuprofen. Yeah, okay. that's anti-inflammatory. Tylenol three. Yeah, yeah. You'll need an, at, at least two, at least two. Um, but aftercare is the the term used for that time period of when you're going through so ex, such extreme things in sex. So if your thing is extreme asphyx, asphyxiation, or your thing is being beat or whipped or anything like that, like you can go to certain mental places to accept those things for your sexual grat- sexual gratification but you have to come back down from those things as well and so that part is important so you're not going back home in mental distress of oh i you know i really had a good time sexually but he did punch the fuck out of me so aftercare is our word of the day um, bdsm often involves a lot of endorphin high and very intense experiences and failure to engage in proper aftercare can lead to subdrop as these return to more everyday levels. So subdrop meaning you experience these extremely high highs of endorphins and um, a, a lot of dopamine headed to your brain and then all of a sudden nothing. And you crash from there and that crash could mean a mental collapse that crash can mean depression that crash can mean being triggered by old responses so aftercare is extremely important to separate what you are doing in the bedroom from your everyday reality aftercare is our word of the day this week i like that it's not like surgery it's like oh girl it's gonna take six to eight weeks to heal yeah we you just got an abdominal scar and so it's like well girl child i just took 50 loads Mm. i'm gonna need Mm. (laughs) take your true body Take your true um, Thank you guys so much for listening to these two homosexual leaning people. Oh. <laughs> um, we appreciate all all of you that are subscribing, all of you that are currently subscribing. If you have not subscribed, yeah. SoundCloud. And counting. And counting. Um, um, we've been doing this for two years. 2,700 followers on Insta. And this shit is not free. Um, if you have any doubt about podcasting, make sure that you hit up your favorite podcasters and ask them how expensive podcasting can be for $1 a month. You can support this podcast and keep this podcast on the air. If you get over to our Patreon where you will hear exclusive content that you will not hear on the episode, we write every week to make sure that there is exclusive content for our super hive 
fans. And you can also be one of those fans that get to hear or see that exclusive content. Um, so get over to our Patreon right now. If you do not have a dollar per month, we understand that. Give us a dollar in person. Make sure you share this episode. Leave us a five-star review. Whatever you can do, make sure you support these bad bitches that come to you every week with the shits. Shout out to you. Our affirmation this week is we always talk about um, your location not being your destination. Come on out. That's basically our mantra of this podcast. Come on out. Um, But the next step is visualizing your destination and putting the plan into motion for that destination to become your current location. I'll say that one more again. Next step is visualizing your destination, visualizing your destination, where you want to be, what you want to wear, where you want to live, what the job look like, what the car look like, what the nigga look like. Come on. Visualize that. So you will know what your next current location is. Not just what he look like, but do he like um, to wear Timberlands or do he like Jordans? All the, he need, That's important because Jordans can be cheaper than Tim's. He need he need both. He need both of them. <laughs> both? He, he need both of them. Um, but visualize that and put a plan into motion to make that happen. Faith without works is dead and your destination cannot be found if you stay in despair and in your current storm. That is our affirmation this week. Um, so 420 happened this weekend. We're about to jump into our tepid topics. Come on. I'm ready. We are refreshed from 420 and refreshed from homecoming. What was your favorite song on homecoming? Um, Diva. Diva, I immediately added. I still, I still get the, <laughs> no passages on my plane. Like the, the guy who was working the camera when he was doing, uh, 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 But Diva was also the breakdown into, uh, I'm getting to this money. Yeah. And I just couldn't help it. I Everybody was like, soon as that, soon as I got to like where that was on the album, I was like, add this to playlist. Thank you. <laughs> because I just that that song the official never, version. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, the official version released by Beyonce. Um, so since we're getting right there, we're gonna get right there. All right. If Homecoming did not make you come in your pants, you did it all wrong. Let us have our things. You just go over there with the Bjork committee because you're not. <laughs> you go over there with the um. I'm sorry for broken promises. 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 Go over there with the Sierra's performing at the Billboard Music Awards, and we should celebrate this. The Billboard people should recognize her more often. How about that? Instead of come ask her to sing and dance. Go over with the Blue Cantrell audience. <laughs> Go over there with all the other girls from Fifth Harmony that chat. What are y'all doing? No money, is it? <laughs> Go over there with the girls that get um, chicken and mashed potatoes on with them. Or lemons. <laughs> oh, I love it there. Oh, I love Ariana, but mm, okay. I was like, oh, I didn't mean to say that, but no, it was a funny. It was funny though. The memes were even funnier. <laughs> <laughs> the memes that said that um, it was Beyonce throwing lemonade at, at Spotify. Oh, <laughs> shout out to everybody. <laughs> that shit the, here you can have that shit, bitch. It's been out <laughs> three years after it came out. If Beyonce, um. So, I think people mischaracterized this release. So, Homecoming on Netflix, everybody got their life. Amazing. Yes. Woke Nobody... up at 3 a.m. Chad, together. Sure was. Sure was. Sleepy at work. Sure. No. <laughs> Me. I, can't. I, I didn't go. I just didn't go. Um, and but, you wanted me to watch the King of Hillary Girls. I sure did. <laughs> yeah. Media. Anyway. Um, 
So I stayed up at 3 a.m., watched it. I've watched it twice since then, and I don't regret any of those minutes. No. Because it's an investment. First of all, I had been watching the bootleg on YouTube for a year. How dare you blaspheme. We all did it. <laughs> um, <laughs> what, we did, what we all did not expect was an album being released yeah. after um, the release on Netflix. And I got my life just as much from the album as I did from the actual Netflix documentary because the way that I saw it was a little bit different than everybody else saw it. Everybody else was like, oh, it's the album version of Homecoming. And I was like, no. No. This is Beyonce releasing a greatest hits album. With the good bass, cause the bass still hit. It's like you know when the live version, like girl, y'all supposed to master this so we can still bump in the car. It still bumps in the ride. All of it was Beyonce's <laughs> greatest hits, and so if you think about it from that perspective of every other legend in the world that has released the greatest hits album, they got like what twelve, fourteen, fifteen songs. Mm-hmm. My girl had what forty songs. Come on, tracks. 40, and none of them were questionable. It's like, mm, was that a hit? No, it was a hit. It was three of them mixed together. She did Sorry, Me, Myself, and I, and something. I was like, Beyonce, you just can't mash all this up, girl. It ain't Thanksgiving. <laughs> it's April. No, you gotta. sometimes you got to mash the corn, the cornbread with the greens um, and a little bit of the, the turkey neck that was mm. in the... Yeah. yeah, a little bit of the ham. It's Easter. Or ham. Yeah, yeah it's Easter. Mm. <laughs> I ain't getting no play. I forgot about that. Um, But I feel sorry for y'all that just did not feel the way that the rest of the world felt y'all about this. Y'all ate with us. Come on. This was a feast. I just, I feel sorry for y'all. Y'all got to live out here in Trump's America, and you don't even have the comfort of Beyonce music. Like, I mean, that's the only thing keeping me alive right now. Damn. So, I'm praying for y'all. Well, Elizabeth Warren wants to eliminate college debt. So, I was like, ooh. Yeah, I I missed it because I was watching Homecoming during the town hall. But um, allegedly, Pete Buttigieg was um, doing his thing as well. So it's between Pete Buttigieg and Elizabeth Warren after some town hall that happened somewhere. And this is exciting. Yeah, the CNN did a town hall in New Hampshire. Oh, okay. Um, and I think it is going nowhere. Um, again. The the bay of my eye is still Kamala Harris. I was gonna say Cory Booker, it, but his n- eye go the other way, so I thought it was shade. I thought it was shade. <laughs> wow. Um, I think that Elizabeth Warren did have a really good poised um night when she did her town hall. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I really like Pete Buttigieg, but I do not see either of them beating Joe Biden. I think Joe Biden is about to announce um, that he's running in the, the next end of week. This week, yeah. It, 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 this week or next week, and once he's in the race, you have to be a giant to beat Joe Biden at this point. And I don't think that Joe Biden is unbeatable. That Obama endorsement finna come out right behind. Oh, child. Who else? But that's what I'm saying. Like child. Obama is not gonna not endorse Joe His Biden. Former vice president. Yeah. Who would? Who would? Who would he next endorse? So let's just say Joe Biden. Who's the Beyonce of the competition? That's yeah, that's what, like, that's what I'm trying to say. Beyonce? It's not Elizabeth. It's not Elizabeth well, Warren. Is Kamala the current? Okay, without Joe Biden in the race, he w- who is the current Beyonce of the group? Kamala. Like she's she's the only one that I can see him putting his full like name recognition every money behind. Mm-hmm. He ain't gonna put his money behind no Bernie Sanders. He yeah. had he had an opportunity to do that before. Nope. 
He ain't gonna put his money behind Elizabeth Warren. Problematic. I don't know if their values are this. Uh, no. Oh. She supported his value, his um things on the ballots and stuff, but I don't see no. him doing the same. I don't. I don't, I don't see who's it. Who's the Targaryen in this relationship? Mm. <laughs> well, there's that. Um, so I wish them all the best of luck. Uh, Kamala still has my my vote. She's still on my vision board, She's, and I like Kamala. And she did not have a misstep the other night. The other girls were just saying things that were more provocative. She's been saying oh, more of the same stuff. Sweet. She's been saying more of the same that she's been saying this whole time. Ain't had a gaffe. Ain't had a slip up. It's like the third. Um, Town Hall? No, the third most um, money gained in the race currently. Who? Kamala? Yeah. Oh, so okay. it's Bernie first, then Buttigieg second, and then her third. Okay. And then they assume. Buttigieg over Kamala? Wow. Yeah. White Look. gay. They meant that she used to listen to Tupac when she went to Howard. White gay, white gay. Well, we talked about white gays <laughs> on our Patreon content. Again, oh. if you are not a Patreon oh. subscriber, get over to our Patreon so you can hear us talking about And shout out to fucking gays. Howard. And shout out to fucking Howard. Mm. Um, Sansa Stark is still my favorite white girl on the planet. Um, so yeah. I'm not anti-white. I'm just saying <laughs> some white. Yeah, she's mine as well. Mm. Where did we discuss the hero or the Patreon? I forget. Patreon. Oh. Um, Wendy Williams' <laughs> husband has allegedly been out here fucking with one of the kids. And when I say one of the kids, I mean one of the gays. And when I say one of the gays, I mean one of the black gays. Ooh, I'm not. Mm. I'm really not. Okay. So what I'm saying is, um, one, I'm saying allegedly because we like don't know. I like that YouTuber, but I don't. Like I don't like the platform this. that she gained film. Yeah, I don't like that. I don't. I think that is she could unwind with t- unwind with somebody. What was her name? It doesn't matter. I can't think but now I love her though I do I'm just tequila girl chill. short bob cut dark skin beautiful woman uh-huh. love her yeah great um I don't think that this young man deserves or should have the platform that he has been getting and that's why we're not naming him here yeah no um I think that he may have a valid story he may have had consensual sex with Wendy Williams you husband the girls when they come out yeah well he's not saying he was abused or assaulted or anything like that he's just saying that wendy williams husband is a freak which is also believable he might be she hit with that his kind of paycheck he might be yeah oh that's the point oh that's yeah. the point that's, that's the, the point. point i will say that's the point right yeah, yeah. um so the point one is yeah, yeah. he's a, a millionaire with a lot of access and um can hide behind his wife so yeah. a lot of the times they do crazy shit they do that um secondly i think that it adds value to wendy williams story personally and that value is going to be a teaching moment a teachable moment for a lot of other people um in different relationships and moving differently in business ventures with people that they're in relationships with so that teachable moment i am absolutely here for um i know that there's going to be a lot of mess that comes with those teachable moments but we're getting to learn from Wendy's mistakes live. And so if anything, um, I think that's the best thing that comes out of it. I don't care if her husband uh, is fucking boys. I don't care if her husband has. I, yeah. He won't be the first. He won't be the first one. And he definitely <laughs> will not be the last. Um, Ohio's legislature is trying to ban child drag shows. Okay, so that's the headline. Okay, mm-hmm. so I'm like, so don't act off the headline. Click the link and read the story. So tell me the story. A performance by nine-year-old Miss Mayhem. 
This is so cute. Okay. May, M-A-E, like May. Yeah, a little elderly fish. And her last name is Ham. H-A-M. Mayhem. Okay. <laughs> I live. Look at her picture. Oh, she's cute. Oh, is this the one who's been going around in mm-hmm. the media for like a year? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now she's she... been going around in the media for like a year because he does tours and things. Mm-hmm. Like his parents are really supportive. Okay, blah, blah. Let you finish. Okay. Yes. She's really cute. She's really popular. And yeah. she's been doing drag in and out of school yeah. and is a business person in the drag world yeah, already. A... She's not even. He ten. He pays his mama's. He. I think he was talking about how he bought his mama a house. Yes, bought his mama a house. Bought his mama a car. Yeah. He's... We we reported on him a few episodes, not a few, probably ten episodes yeah. ago, something like that. He's out here making coin. Um, young Miss Him, um, aka Jacob, um, performed at Lancaster Bar JD Henderson's back in December, which ignited the online firestorm that we're talking about right now. So that's when he got popular, really, 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 really popular. Why were the haters at a drag show? Mm-hmm. Okay, here we go. Mm-hmm. Enter Representative Tom Schaefer, a Republican lawmaker representing Lancaster. In response to the backlash, Schaefer brought forth House Bill 180 that, if passed, would, as per the Toledo Blade, expand Ohio's definition of child endangering to include a performance that suggests a minor is participating in or simulating sexual activity that taken as a whole by the average person applying contemporary standards appeals to purent interest so basically when they are dressing in drag you know they're eliciting guys to think that they're women and they're sexual creatures because they're dressed up and to that i will say do y'all niggas not remember inventing halloween and why are you sexualizing a 12 year old oh he will be sexualized and men will be deceived that sounds like that gay panic excuse bullshit. Uh, the gay panic defense dumb. Similar. It's all sound dumb. It just very similar. What, why are you sexualizing right. a child? Because I will be perceived that you are dumb. Girl, you will be perceived that your credit card bill is three weeks late and you need to get home because you spending money at the bar and your wife is like, I ain't had no good dick because you ain't got good dick to give. Go home and watch a YouTube video and quit sexualizing children. Um. Erectile dysfunction is a thing. It is, and there's medication out here and exercises. We're going to get to those exercises uh, here in a moment as well. Um, But again, this law is up um, in the legislature of Ohio currently, and um, they stand a very good chance of passing it. It has bipartisan support. If you are an Ohio resident, make sure that you are aware. So when this vote happens, you can make your vote, your voice heard as an LGBT supporter, as an LGBT member or as an LGBT ally slash accomplice. This is trash. If kids would like to do drag, kids should be able to do drag. Doing drag does not mean you are open for sexual advances. It does not mean you are open for pedophiles. It does not mean you are gay. It does not mean that you are having sex. It means that you are playing dress up you are doing a performance art it is art the same thing grown men are doing um so blessed be ohio for that um mm. the supreme court yeah absolutely (laughs) obviously um the supreme court is about to vote on entitlements to title seven if you don't know what title seven is title seven is one of the laws that allow federal protections against discrimination from being fired or adverse actions based on um you know any of the current civil rights that they have on the books 
We're trying to add sexual orientation to those sexual books. Uh, sexual books. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> We're trying to add sexual orientation to the books Amen. as a uh, counted class among civil rights um, federally. And so we need to be watching this. I hope that the reason that this has been announced at the time that it has been announced is the because Pride season. Pride is coming up. And election. Well, but we got an, a year before an election. They're going to make a decision this summer. Oh, they don't. They don't. Look, bring a, what? They don't bring a, the Supreme Court does not. Bring oh a yeah, case the decision is in June. No pause. Okay. <laughs> Bless you. Um, <laughs> so I think that the timing is important. Oh. Hopefully for the good and not the bad. The good meaning when this when we had similar cases brought up about um the defense against marriage act and uh, marriage equality and stuff like uh-huh. that they came around this time and then they decided in june to lift those things and to destroy those things and get them the fuck out the way i'm hoping that this is similar that they are going to extend federal protections to um people of different sexual orientations to not be fired or have other adverse actions taken against them because they are of a different sexual orientation than people would like them to be. Hopefully that is the case. I am scared that this could be in the exact opposite direction for pride that this heavily Republican right leaning court could be trying to make a swipe at the community during pride to say no we do not recognize that y'all gay asses can get fired for being gay like you always can be and we're not going to talk about this again it is a very important topic this is the most important topic to us to our community is why you should be voting to all of us out there that say oh well it's the same thing as picking between two evils no it's not we did that last time and we see what we got now yeah. now our rights are up, up for debate <sighs> Because y'all didn't want to pick between two evils. I'm voting for Jill Stein. Because your favorite Bernie Sanders didn't make it in. So now we gotta we gotta vote on our rights and the vote may not go our way. So that is why voting is extremely important. Amen. Um we pay the same taxes. I oh my god, taxation without representation in DC. <laughs> the ghetto. And we fight as <laughs> many wars as our heterosexual counterparts for fewer rights and fewer um ways to be re- represented and ways uh to be held up in justice and courts amen and we're not here for it we're we're absolutely not here for it no. um <laughs> the the rights and protections of every heterosexual should be given to every homosexual oh, every God. bisexual every trans person oh, every lesbian every everyone that is trans a citizen brothers. of this amen. country should have the same rights justice for them not just for those heterosexual people they don't deserve justice. Yeah, they wrong. They were the ones that were through. They threw the lemon at Ariana. <laughs> That's a heterosexual that. woman threw a lemon. Yeah, at our gay icon. Mm, well, I don't, <laughs> well, hey, 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 hey! It's a spectrum. LGBTQIAA plus. Hashtag free Britney. It's two Q's as well. So they should. They oh, I'm going to tangent. Go. Oh, okay. Go. So they replayed. Um, a section of I think it was an outtake from the MTV documentary back after the um, incident at the MTV Awards and mm-hmm. she said her greatest moment is when she gets to drive her own car mm-hmm. 
because there's uh, as Britney Spears, paparazzi is always following her after her, harassing her. And so all the flashes and all the people around her for her mental health, it's better for her to stay calm. And her handlers, quote, and I hate saying that word. I, I've, that's what I wanted to, I got to do my studying about that. Her handlers think it's best that she not drive. She's always with someone, someone who can always help navigate her out of the paparazzi's view because her mental health is better when she's not included in all that jazz. Um, and they just took her to a, a mountain and let Brittany ride her car. And I was just like, wow, my fave can sell a whole two million records with her next single and everything and still not be m- mentally healthy to... Girl, allowed to drive a car. Go, oh, well, in Memphis, we go to Dixie Queen and get a 10-piece honey gold and get a large slush at 2 a.m. because Trey is hungry and I ain't cook. High um, blood pressure. <laughs> High blood pressure. It's Memphis. Diabetes. Shout out to Dixie Queen. <laughs> Shout out to Memphis. Shout out to the honey gold and sprinkle a little lemon pepper across the top because I want the best of all the, the flavors. But, you know, for Britney's mental Six health... ninety nine. <laughs> no! I was on the phone with Trey... Trigger, and he was like, he wanted to get a, a um lemonade sweet tea mix, and apparently it's important to know if you want the the sweet tea at the bottom or the lemonade at the bottom because the lemonade's gonna have more sugar on it, so you probably would want that at the bottom. Mm-hmm. But anyway, uh, blah, uh, tangent. Mm-hmm. So Britney Spears just can't even ride her own car. Worth did two stints in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Has done multiple world tours. Can't even get to drive her own Mercedes down the street. So I think there's two sides to that story. I, I definitely know, I understand what, what the Britney fans are saying about feeling sorry for her. But the other part is if we let Britney drive her Mercedes, is Britney going to survive? In a safe environment. No, it is Which not is a why safe... they took her to the mountains to let her drive. But it is not a safe environment. That's what that's why she well, can't I drive. Also, I was like the mountains. <laughs> I was like the mountains. Mm. Well, that might be that's safer than you know, forty five paparazzi cars and vans chasing you and you not that great of a driver. Because <laughs> she likes to go to she liked in previous tense to drive to the Starbucks about her house and go get coffee. So the paparazzi would wait at this Starbucks. They knew she was always coming to. Yeah. And so like, she going to be dressed fucked up. All of that high, all of that high energy that's involved with that and navigating that paparazzi experience at that Starbucks. It's like, Oh, and that's allegedly what killed, um, princess Diana was, well, I think it was more than that, but that's another story for another day. But, paparazzi chasing her limousine and this is a trained driver mm-hmm. and them chasing them so vigorously mm-hmm. caused a crash again like i said i think it was more to that but that's the story that they had it probably out. was another paparazzi just trying to swipe so the other girls could have her stop and capture something possibly get out and argue which will also mean more money if princess diana seen all the more paparazzi. reason why britney spears don't need it's to be like, driving she don't need to be in all that do like beyonce get in the back Make sure, um, get drunk in the back, <laughs> Julius. Uh, hold your wig, <laughs> hold your sure. wig up, roll up the partition, please. Beyonce, don't worry about that. But when you're a southern girl from Louisiana, Louisiana, <sighs> Louisiana. I, was trying, I was trying to use my syllabus, I went to college. Oh, okay. so I was, um, I don't know, I don't know. 
Seeking mental health is not crazy. It's not. Not seeking mental health is crazy. Definitely. And that's the the pin I will put on that. Uh, I wish you the best, Britney Jean Spears. My fave. Oh my gosh, I love her so much. So much. Um, do you know which dance routines do you know? I will say because I'm a slave like, for you is the only one I know. I'm like I know like across three albums, so let me see which ones you know. I only know I'm a slave for you. Um, Malaysia Booker is come on, come a uh, beautiful trans woman um, that lives in Dallas. One of my many hometowns. I have a whole bunch of hometowns. Military. Hang my hat everywhere. Military. Um, she was beaten unconscious this last week. Uh, this was an extremely hard story for me to write and or report about because I knew exactly where this apartment building is. Um, and I know the, the type of hood that this was. I can imagine what she felt like in that situation. The situation was she lives in this apartment complex and the guys on the block yeah oh okay it's one of those yep and um she got into a minor fender bender not even a fender bender because neither fender was bent she bumped someone's car Mm. uh in the parking lot of her her apartment complex um the dude who car that's not the real ghetto the dude whose car insurance probably probably but the the dude whose car she hit um, he got out. He was very irate that someone bumped his car. Again, no damage. No damage to his or no damage to hers. He got really irate that someone bumped his car. She offered to give him um, her insurance information and everything like that. Called the police to do a police report. Of course, niggas, they don't want the police to show up because they probably got warrants. He probably also does not have his own insurance. He demanded that she pay cash for damages to his car. She declined upon declining to pay cash for damages to his car because that's not what we do in America. That's not legal. That's not how shit works. Um, She was pulled from the car and beaten unconsciously by five to six, maybe even more people in a video that was put on Facebook and taken down. In the video, you can see Malaysia being punched, hit with knees, stomped. Um, there were, um, plenty of people saying words like that's what you get fag and shoot that, not shoot her, not shoot him, shoot it, shoot that. She is now no longer even a human being. She is a, that she is a, it, um, I was absolutely abhorred about this story because again, like I said, I saw the video before it got taken down. Then I saw the stills of the video. It was ugly it is not what we are supposed to be here for as americans as human beings what in the fuck is wrong with y'all not my listeners i'm not talking to you but i mean i'm talking to the community the community that thought that it was okay that thought it was cool she's this um she's 22 or 23 years old trans girl out here by herself a whole neighborhood jumped her. Jumped her by herself for not giving a nigga some money for an accident that didn't fuck up his car. When she had the right paperwork. The only thing that came between her and death was a couple of cisgender women that pulled her from the mosh pit that was these um, neighborhood niggas that was jumping her. And had it not been for them... Uh, we probably would have another trans 
trans girl death on our hands this year. Um, I would like to send a huge shout out to um, Abounding Prosperity, who is a nonprofit in Dallas. Kirk Myers, we love you. Absolutely. Um, They are helping her get on her feet since she's been displaced from her apartment complex. Obviously, she can't go back to her apartment complex. Um, And Abounding Prosperity has been very, very helpful in getting her back on her feet. Um, And so I would definitely love to give them a shout out and add a boy for that. This should not be a story that we should have to talk about but it is a real story and that is the only reason that we are talking about it malaysia booker is not the only trans girl that is going through this situation she's not the only girl that will go through this situation when you know these people stand up for these people empower these people affirm these people because you do not know what shoes they walk in come on malaysia booker we are here for a podcast stand with you we wish you the best we wish you a speedy recovery, and we wish that you were the last girl that had this story. RuPaul's best friend, Race. I hope y'all have seen the last episode. Um, if you have not, spoiler warning, this may... Well, more it's than episode likely. seven or eight for us, so girl. <laughs> spoiler, spoiler warning. You have been warned. Um... Bitch, I think RuPaul is really, really trying to get another goddamn Emmy again. Yeah, duh. She's like, girl, I like what on stage. <laughs> Giving a speech, what? Um, after the week before of RuPaul coming into the workroom and, and hugging a crying plastic tiara and telling her that she was her family and like being personal with the queens over the past two weeks of Drag, way, drag Race. Ooh. Have speech impediment there. Um, I really, I really see what Rue is trying to do. I think Rue is really trying to dispel that cold bitch demeanor that they've said that Rue has of she doesn't talk to the girls. She gets it every two or three seasons, so it's just her season to pretend to be loving. So yeah. and she and she's doing really good. Right. It, it looks really good to me. Unless I don't. The camera is rolling. Okay. Yeah. Sweetheart. I. I don't deny her authenticity. Um. It looks good to me, and she's a shoe-in for the Emmy. I loved Plastic's story over the last two weeks. It really resonated with me about um, coming from a family that doesn't celebrate your wins. So Plastic Tiara is one of hundreds, if not thousands, of drag queens that have sent in audition tapes to be on RuPaul's Drag Race and have gotten into the competition and been successful in the competition. She's that's like a, a that's like a lottery ticket. And so for that lottery ticket to not be celebrated by your family, I know exactly what that feels like. And I know a lot of you guys out there know exactly what that feels like as well. Um, So that storyline definitely resonated with me when, you know, your family does not celebrate your wins as much as you feel like that they should. Or they don't have the capacity to maybe. No, no, they do. Oh, okay. I don't know. (laughs) My family, my family celebrated a nigga coming back from jail. Oh, so oh, I know that they have. I know that they have the goddamn you capacity. Breaking this, you're, you're talking to your therapist about that. I have. That's why I'm free to talk about it now. It used to make me mad as fuck. I used to be like, "So you mean to they tell me getting out of jail? A nigga that? Woo, HIPAA. Woo. I was about to release it. I was about to release it. But girl, my accomplishments. Yeah. And ain't nobody made no sweet potato pie or nothing. Ain't sent the card. I ain't baked the cake, Grandma. Where the cake's at? Literally. Well, grandma be 
But anyway, um, so the story really resonated with me because, again, like I said, I'm familiar with the story personally, and I know a lot of you guys out there are also familiar with the story. Yeah. Um, this past episode was probably the best lip sync that we have seen in a couple seasons. Shout out to my f- your, my fave and your fave. We said it last week. I was like, oh, we just said this last week. Brooklyn Heights is my fave. Evie Ali is mine. <laughs> and I, and like, I really want Silky, Silky Nutmeg Ganache to do better. I just want her to go. I mean, just being a bitter Betty this whole time, just, girl. The same way y'all dragged Latrice for just wearing gowns. Okay, so she wore a gown with a throw on top of it. Okay, throw all of it away. <laughs> it's not that she's not talented. It's just that her dem- when you carry yourself like that, it's like, mm, crown. Uh... And she's supposed to be in mental health. That's also the alarming part. Isn't she a, a PhD in mental health? They, she's got a master's or something in something. Well, yeah, she's got Get a doctor. Get on my nerves. She's got a doctor. Well, mm. that as well. Um, RuPaul's Best Friend Race is still going on, y'all. We will be Who's reviewing. your pick to win this season? Let us know wherever you are listening. Yeah. Oh, we got a comment on YouTube I got to read. Let me browse that. Before you get to that, again this week, um, I would like Ed Book to... Get off my porch. Stay off my porch. Do not come onto my porch. Do not come onto any other black gay. Can we shoot him? Is DC a stand your ground district? I know we're not a state. Can we? Is this a stand your ground district? I'd be willing to find out. (laughs) I'd be willing to find out. Get the hell off my porch. Um, First of all, the ability to afford a porch in DC. Ooh, shout out to my. Oh, the tax bracket different. You ain't got no porch. (laughs) That was a shame. No. (laughs) If I had one. Uh, anyway, uh, Ed Buck has got to get the fuck out of here again, as we have told y'all for months at this point. He is still out here on city streets. He has killed two black gay men, and the Justice Department seems to not give no fucks. And I would like to tell you that we still give a fuck here, and I would encourage y'all to continue to give a fuck and make sure you do not forget to arrest, hashtag arrest Ed Buck. He has got to get the fuck off of these city streets. Thank you. Shout out to Ian L. Haddock, our guest last week, for coming through. Um, AKA we, Megan McCain. We actually were the gay view on. Y'all both said that. I was like, what? I didn't get it. But um, a comment on our YouTube. Make sure you are searching hashtag here for it. You can find us anywhere. Hashtag here for it hive. YouTube. Um, child, loud FM. I don't even know. What is it called? We're on hashtag here for it hive. But YouTube says, y'all lost me on the Morehouse discussion. If they don't want female identifying people in their school, then fine. They banned cross-dressing in their dress code a few years back. So if there is a trans woman amongst them, they'll just have to wait till they graduate or leave to present as how they feel. It's not much different from high schools that have uniforms. If you don't want to follow their strict rules, why even go there? There's thousands of other options. Why go where you aren't wanted? Shout out to Bluebird for that comment. Mm. I'm going to let you fly, uh, Bluebird. I'm going to let you fly. Uh, I mean, you really can't help that um, when I was in high school, I had a um, 3.9 GPA. And then when I got to college, um, my GPA is now down to a 2.4. Um, I need to have a conversation with the school about things going on where, with where I was and what success looked like for me then and what success looks like for me now. 
um, I know that this is a quote all male school and where I was at the time and where I am now and what success looks like for me in the future is different. Um, so I definitely need to have the conversation with the school and ask them for some, what do they call it in HR? Leniency. Um, when they have to, when I was able to do it at first, but now all of a sudden I'm handicapped. Well, allegedly handicapped and I need a accommodation. That's what it is. Yeah. Um, so when I was all male presenting and now my situation is different, I need to go down to the administration and um, discuss accommodations for where I was. Um, I'm still an amazing student. Um, it's just that I'm not mm, this quote male presenting that is going on now. So I should be allowed to have that conversation with the administration, not just flat out kicked out or, um, flat out judged and forced to leave because some bullshit basically. Um, so yeah. Um, thank you so much for the comment, but my thoughts on it, my colorful commentary that you asked for, why go somewhere where you aren't wanted? I was wanted, and um, now the situation has changed. Babe, can we bring a third party into the relationship? I love you dearly. We've invested three, four, five, six years into this relationship, but now I think I want to open it up. That doesn't mean that you love the person any less. That doesn't mean that you do not see success for you as a couple still involving marriage, children, a dog, a mule, or cat, whatever y'all do this week. Um, just definitely, um, conversations and relationships is what keeps them successful. And that's probably why y'all keep getting cheated on. Well, Bert, um, <laughs> I thought that I was going to let you make it for a minute, but then I thought about it and, um, I, I'm, I can't do it. I'm just going to have to shoot yeah. you. I'm just going to have to shoot you right out, out the sky. You're speaking from a place of privilege. The, the maybe, place of privilege. It seems. No, it is. The place of privilege of being able to say, well, my gender is not going to affect my education. Most of us don't have to worry about that. There mm-hmm. are select, there's a select number of us that our gender will impact our education, will impact where we work, um, will impact who pay we... Pay rates. Yeah, yeah how we get paid, if we get paid less. enough, um, who we can fall in love with, where we can live, if we can go outside and uh, bump into somebody's car and not be uh, kicked to death, that those things matter. And so when you negate whether those are real experiences and those things um, calculate into the value of whether I should be able to have an education to provide for myself, you are speaking from a place of privilege and you're missing that, that, that privilege that you have is not everybody else's privilege. This person could probably go to a lot of different schools. You don't know whether they had a specific scholarship. If they live in Atlanta, have a specific scholarship for Morehouse, mm-hmm. or if their um their parent is an alumni and um they're a legacy student. You don't know those things. I actually wanted to go. Oh, oh I'm about to tell my tea. I actually wanted to go to school in Iowa when I was a senior in high school. God blocked it. I wanted it. to leave Memphis for Iowa. God blocked it. But my grandfather was diagnosed with stage three bone cancer um, as I was ending 11th grade going into 12th grade. So I knew I had to stay in Memphis because he relied on me a lot for his care. Um, cause you know, child, I was the honor student down to the school. Um, so I understood a lot of conversation when it came to talking to doctors or if a bill came that looked weird 
And, you know, I definitely, oh my gosh, I'm getting emotional. I definitely had to support my grandfather through those things because he was my caretaker. He took me into his house when my mother was unable to um, fulfill her duties. Um, and so, like, I definitely loved my grandfather and cared for him deeply. So when it came time for me to think about going to college, I had to go to, I wanted to go to the best college that was in the city, but I also wanted it to be reputable. I also wanted it to have so many other things even though I felt I was compromising the school I wanted to go to in Iowa that I felt at the time would give me a better foot up into the world. So if someone is going to Morehouse, you don't know what their situation is as, as to why they have chosen Morehouse, how they got into Morehouse, what situation has changed that they still would like to be a Morehouse student. It's just, it, the conversation is so complex. And what comes with being a Morehouse graduate as well. Um, it, again, if you... The network. Yeah, if you don't know anything about alumni... That network is... Yeah, it's... it's it, you can't buy it. It's very, well, you did kind of buy it. What, what, it was it's ex- expensive. It was expensive buy. It's expensive. Because I remember um, from Memphis, they were like, oh, you want to come to Atlanta? Well, that's across state line, so that's going to be like $68,000 a year. I was like, well, I better keep my, another reason. I better keep my ass down here in Tennessee. <laughs> so again, um, thank you for your comment, uh, uh, Bird. Bluebird. Bird. Uh, we really appreciate you so much. Thank you for listening. But please, no, uh, we take appreciate your, take, all coming. We appreciate all coming. Yeah, I appreciate the, the comments, ability to but, respond to them. But grow from the comment. Take yourself out of your Louboutins and put yourself in somebody else's pay lessons. Yeah, because the reason why I needed to go to the school I wanted to go to, like, it was complex. Absolutely. So, you have some great things in social studies? This week, I want to discuss spring. Y'all worry me thin. Oh, it's 80 degrees. Get out and go walk. Get out and go uh, buy some new color clothes for brunch. I'm like, so we're not wearing the, um, is yellow going to be the spring color for 2019? If we can afford some Beyonce merchandise. <laughs> I also want to discuss genomics. Um, the warm weather should also inspire you to get together for some family barbecues, some family dinners, some family lunches, um, and discuss your family medical history. Um, this is from the CDC. Y'all know I love being a good sourced fish. Um, A family history can explain three things. Your risk of rare conditions caused by mutations in a single gene, such as cystic fibrosis or sickle cell. What's cystic fibrosis? Is that in women? Yeah. Okay. Um, Certain combinations of diseases within a family. For example, if one person has breast cancer and another person gets ovarian cancer in your family, or... And one person is diagnosed with heart disease and another person has diabetes. Those are both um, heart-related instances. And the other one was not the same, but similar cancer uh, with tumors and stuff. Yeah, cy- fibroid cysts. C- cystic fibrosis is fib- cyst on... Non-cancerous cysts on the ovaries. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, I missed that part. I was just going back to what you were talking about, about cystic fibroids. It sounds scary. All of it sounds scary. Um, the last one is diseases that occur at an earlier age than expected. And the example the CDC gave was 10 to 20 years before most people get the disease. So if like three people in your family have had colon cancer, ooh, so, yeah. um, I'm only 32, but let me go see what the, get a screening because it's in my family medical history. I have an uncle, 
a cousin and a, a third, another person in my family. So make sure that you guys are going to the office of the Surgeon General. They Their website offers a, quote, my family health portrait. Um, I started it. I didn't get to finish it because, yeah, jobs. How dare I have one? Um, the office of the Surgeon General uh, offer a digital space where you can enter your family health history. It is not saved to any of their servers or anything. Allegedly. You just create you create it and then you can download it. You just type in all the fields and then you can download it and keep it for yourself. And then they offer um somehow they offer a part where you can go back later and edit it or print it and keep it for your family updates. And I will leave the link to that down below. Um I do know that in my family high cholesterol what is high cholesterol? The amount of fat in your blood. Okay, great. So I probably should not be eating. Which can I not eat? I have to change my diet because high cholesterol is coming in my family. Oh my gosh. I don't even know what foods have high fats. Fried chicken. <laughs> are you doing it as a joke or are you being serious? Serious. Fried chicken has high cholesterol in it. Yes. Okay, well, that's my favorite food. So how am I supposed to. <laughs> Cut the fried chicken out. We gotta grill the chicken. <laughs> so we gotta grill chicken because that, and the waxy substance um, increases my chance of heart disease. Yeah. Um, is there anything that you are willing to confess on the podcast? I was supposed to ask you first, probably, but um, no. Like my, uh, my family genes. We we have big feet, big hands. Um. Strokes eventually, strokes and heart attacks later in life. Um, so, um, probably after the age of 55, if I um, don't keep myself healthy, then I'd be looking down that same road. My mom, my grandmother, and my great grandmother all suffer from strokes and heart attacks after the ages of 55. So, um, is there a screening you can get? Cause I don't even have to get the screening. I already know. Oh my god! Oh, you're cu- so this is like getting a um, mastectomy electively yeah. because you just know that breast cancer is coming in your family. Yeah. So girl, go and take the breast tissue out because I don't have the time. Yeah. But you can't just electively take your heart out. So. No, no, you can. So you can drink tequila um, every day or every other day so you can clear out those pipes. <laughs> so I won't have that problem. I'll just have to worry about my liver, liver, liver and yeah. kidneys. But that's a different problem. Uh, hopefully a different beast yeah seven major organs Mm -hmm. (laughs) what's going on in social studies this week you told you just told me what's going on (laughs) sexual health i was woo. i'm like where's my tequila i'm like oh i can clean it out with the tequila okay great hopefully my heart disease and my high cholesterol will get washed away it will rain there will be pain but only for a little while that's kelly price in sexual health this week, um, welcome to the Sex Burst Casting Couch again. Um, this week, I'm going to do a quick highlight of um, sex workouts. What? Sex workouts. Is this available on your YouTube? No. Is it on YouTube? Can you post Some, uh, it? <laughs> it's, on, it's, it's on our Patreon right now, so if you get over to our Patreon, you can see the, the sex workout. Hey. Uh, <laughs> I'm joking. <clears throat> but sex workouts. Sex workouts are workouts at home. Or in the gym to make your sex more diverse and better to you and your partner. Nobody likes one lazy position. Nobody likes a one lazy position queen or king. I'm going to need you to three or four. Oh, I'm shaking my head. Left, right, left, right, left. No, 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 no. Next question. <laughs> um, 
So you have to work all the muscles that you would typically work in sex so that when you do get in the opportunity and the space for sex, that it's not new to you. You're not getting cramps. These muscles are weak. These muscles ain't, you know, they ain't as strong as they should be. You can't put your back in it like you said you was going to put your back into it. All of these different things. There's so, nothing more embarrassing. Sorry to interrupt. Like, so when I'm like making out with a guy and then like we go about to tease the missionary position and he spread my legs apart and my legs go. <laughs> I'm like, shit. Mm. I had to do my bottom stretches before bottoms. Yoga. There are yoga poses that can help you. I'm getting there. Okay. Just. Ooh, y'all, please. It's nothing more embarrassing than when Trey about to put you in a position and then your spine cracking and then your thighs cracking and then, sweetie, are you are you twenty five? Cause you lied on your profile. <laughs> the way these bones is cracking. So you lied on your profile. So. <laughs> I did lie on my okay. profile. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> so if you also do not want to be a crackly queen like uh, Ronald Matters. You can do some of these sex workouts yeah. to make sure that you are prepared to not crack and to not cramp and to um, give your best when you are throwing your best. Um, one, obviously squats. Obviously is probably the most obvious gay exercise is the gayest exercise that you can do at the gym. Um, you can do Kegels while you're doing squats. One that helps the interior and the anterior um you can be building up the muscles that will attract the nigga that you want to marry hello <laughs> whether oh, you want him to put it th- i'm gonna give away all bottom secrets <laughs> give away some top secrets <laughs> oh that was a secret <laughs> i will um but even if you don't want him to fuck you in your ass you still want a nice ass nobody has ever looked at the top of the nice ass and was like Damn, hmm. I wish he didn't have a beautiful ass. Hmm. He would be so much cuter if he didn't have a beautiful <laughs> ass. Said nobody. That's never happened. So squats, perfect for everybody, for every position. So even if you take dick, even if you don't want to take dick, do them anyway, anyhow. Do you, them. Do the squats. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the squats. So you want this again? Like I said, it's good for the interior and anterior. Interior meaning the actual hole. If you're doing kegels while you're doing them, anterior meaning the actual. Um, butt muscles, Gluteal the gluteus muscle. maximus mm-hmm. and minimus that you're working when you're doing Don't you know my bottom secret? That was a bottom secret. That's a bottom and top secret. That's a very first secret. Damn. First secret. <laughs> um, hip opening exercises next. That's what I was So talking. hip opening exercises um, can be things that you are doing from crunches to uh, leg spreaders on the ground can be just doing the hip toss that you saw from the 80s movies and the yoga uh, scenes with John Travolta in them. Those are hip opening exercises. Hips are extremely important during sex. Those no matter secrets. No matter what position you are. How many tops have what you known? What bottom secret you give away? And we're going to have to call you down to the council. How many tops have you known <laughs> you that had a really big... Death by fire. Give away one more bottom secret. Balenciaga. <laughs> Come on. Uh, if you know a top out there... <laughs> That had a really big dick and a horrible stroke game. It's because he did not know how to use his hips. Mm-hmm. True, true, true. Thank you. And so, y'all secrets. And so, if he had a really big dick but had no stroke game, it's because he did not know how to exercise his hips correctly. A lot of us, them, pronouns. <laughs> um, <laughs> not us and them. Both, mm, both. Whatever, whatever you would like to listen to. Um, either learn the hip opening exercises in sex. 
or learn them from sports, dance, um, even ballet, maybe. The froggy move for tops is really good for the hip opening. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so, so those things can be learned. A lot of times, like I said, some of these niggas that don't do nothing else but smoke weed and fuck y'all, they learned them in sex. They figured out, oh, this is my move. I can do it real good like this. I like and so he knows and he's good at it because he's done it a lot of times, not because he go to the gym. <laughs> that was mean. No, it's true. <laughs> I don't go to the gym. And that's why your hips be cracking and shit, bitch. <laughs> I don't go. Cause that's I just why. do my, my bottom yoga poses before. And yoga. Obviously, mm-hmm. an obvious one, like I said, yoga. Um, there's a asana move that is extremely valuable in topping and bottoming. Um, bottoming if you are being penetrated from the back, topping if you are penetrating someone in, mis- in missionary. This move is extremely um, essential to being um, graceful and not falling or being limber and not shaking from doing it too much. So, you know, like if you're if you're topping in this position and you've been doing it for 20 or 30 minutes, you might be like, oh, shit, girl. OK, after I'm riding for three minutes, I'd be Ooh, giving out. But if you are used to doing the Asana position when you do it in sex, it's not going to be something that's going to be difficult for you. Okay, and something that's not difficult for you in sex means you're not going to uh, prematurely ejaculate on either end. So the asana position in yoga is extremely um, one important one. There, I, I could name probably 20, but asana is a really good one. Um, How do you spell that position you say? Asana, A-S-A-N-A. Okay, great. Asana um partner assisted stretching is extremely great for sex workouts as well so if you know you got bae coming over and y'all about to get free key do partner assisted stretches have him stretch out your legs all the way to do a 10 to 15 count you know depending on what you can handle what you can take and that's also like a that's also um damn i wanted to say a pre-workout what's foreplay foreplay damn that's the word i was missing that's also foreplay. I do, yeah. So, you know, if he My come over here... You, you cannot do no more sexual health. Secrets. I do six, I do sexual health every week. <laughs> um, but that can be foreplay as well. So, if mm. he's stretching you and he came uh-huh. over in his um, gray sweatpants... His basketball shorts. Or his spring. basketball shorts or his mm-hmm. real cute underwear if he a bottom and he and his thong. This is all foreplay because y'all just playing now for 15 minutes. Y'all stretching. So, when you get to the actual exercise mm-hmm. everybody can do everything that they're supposed to do but it's now foreplay because you're being teased in your stretching you're like oh okay you yeah. put your dick on me like that when mm. moesha go to commercial we be watching bounce tv i'm like oh moesha going on commercial um let me show you how hakeem gonna do me later oh and i stretch the legs i'm like oh <laughs> and then your leg crack how my, how my leg open <laughs> get the lube earnest <laughs> Boy, no, put some, put some more pressure to that. Yeah, you tell it all my secrets. Breathing is also extremely important in sex workouts and in sex, but obviously. Um, it, well, in head as well. <laughs> but uh, we talked about tantric masturbation a Ooh. few weeks ago. In tantric sex, breathing is probably the most important. Um, being on breath with your partner can bring you guys extremely closer. 
closer spiritually, closer physically, closer mentally, and closer in the orgasm. So if you are breathing on the same pattern, pattern. on the same rhythm, when you get closer to orgasm, he feels you getting closer to orgasm. You get closer to orgasm. Y'all about to orgasm together. It I'm becomes to go, actual. You just revealed all my tea. This is all my secrets. This is all of my secrets. Okay, I can't. All will be revealed. <laughs> um, muscle contraction before and during. Muscle contraction, like I was talking about, um, as far as Kegel exercises during the sex workouts and during the sex. So just because a penis is not in you does not mean you should not be doing the same Kegel exercises to snap it back and snap it on them. Um, so muscle contraction of the muscles and the same with people that are using their penis tops versus doing the same muscle contractions that will stop you from having an orgasm right when you get to an orgasm, you squeeze it like you got, you hold and pee five minutes, let go. You good. You can keep on pounding for 20 minutes. So muscle contraction before and during is also extremely important to sex workouts. Uh, figure out what your special moves and positions will be and know when you want to do them. So for me, I'm not telling y'all all of my shit, but I'm gonna tell you one. I have this dismount of um, when I'm fucking someone missionary and I ball his knees up to his chest. That means I can get the maximum thrust of my dick in him and my curve can hit the places that it's supposed to hit. Um, and I know that this is my dismount. It's my dismount because maybe eight times out of 10, I'm going to make him come. And if I make him come, then it's going to make me come. So I know that when I end up in this position, that this is going to be the end. This is the end of the rodeo. <laughs> we have gotten to the end of the night. So know that you have got to get to that sex position at some point don't start off in that sex position because you start off in that sex position you're gonna end in that sex position really quickly and that is our tips on sex workouts this week thank you guys for joining us in sexual health you you gave away all, you gave away your dismount move you gave away three of my oh i got i got i got a couple of those that was just that's just the easy one well shout out to the um sexual health that was good no pause oh i feel worked out yikes Mm. Yikes! What is the song for your song this week? Um, sidebar. Lil Kim album got pushed back, so she um gave an angry Instagram post to the label and said, "Be mad at them. Don't ask me no questions." Nobody was asking. First of all, you don't even know how to. You forty four years old, Lil Kim. How old is Lil Kim? No shade. You can't even all this social media activity on your device. She should be Big Kim by now. But after she got through dragging her record label, Lil' Kim released a new song called No Auto Blanco. And the song is amazing. It is like, oh, it's like third album Lil' Kim. She talked about being freaky, having guns, being gang related, and not playing with you niggas. She just gave us all the Lil' Kim that Lil' Kim was supposed to give. And it wasn't over an auto-tune, and it wasn't over a beat that's like, Oh, she working with a new producer. You know, it was just very well put together. So, before the song for my soul, Lil' Kim, No Auto Blanco. Check it out on SoundCloud. She needs it. Um, But since Beyonce has released um, Lemonade on Apple Music and Spotify three years later, I re-listened to the album. Throws Lemon. 
on Spotify because I got the free plan. <laughs> so the album was not in order. I'm like, ma'am, I've been listening to Lemonade in order for three, and she released a new video today. Title is why I don't have Spotify. Anyway, so I listened to Spotify on random because I don't have the pro account. And Love Drought still does it for me. The way the bass hits and it opens and... Ten times out of nine, I know you're lying, but nine times out of ten, I know you're trying, and I'm trying to be fair. You know, girl, I know you. I'm trying to be there. Uh, I know you trying, and girl, so the second verse, she reflects on herself, and she says, well, you know, um, no, I'm not doing everything perfect, but there I go again, being human, and there you go, holding me to the fire, but what, what am I doing wrong? Um, so, you know, am I wrong for being human? Um, so just as heavily as she judged, quote, Jay-Z, in the first verse, she turns around and reflects on herself in the second verse. And then she, by the end, she figures it out that the two of us together can solve this love drought. You being imperfect, me being imperfect, but us still coming together. We got this. I was like, wow, love drought is a beautiful fucking song. Also, the only one that she let his ass be in the video for. <laughs> so, Tip. <laughs> Shout out to Love Drought from Lemonade. Shout out Lemonade. Um, the song for my soul this week. Um, if y'all know me, you, you we probably, don't know you. We don't know you. You probably would guess this artist. If if you had to guess an artist that I was gonna do a song for the soul, I have done probably a song from every album from this artist. And um, this week is no different than those other weeks that I did a song from her album because they're great. Um, I used to date and never fall in love. Just looking for an experience, spending my time wasting it foolishly, exploring my possibilities. But then one day I ran into you. You gave me feelings I never knew. I'd like to spend my weekends with you. Come on. And weekdays the too. The, one? the first one. Oh, wouldn't that be cool? I'm. I think I'm falling in love with you. Come on. So I'll be spending my time with you. There's nothing I'd rather do. I never had a lover like you. That makes me feel the way that you do. You said you wanted me to be serious, so speak to me, cause I'm curious. Mm-hmm. To know exactly how you feel inside and and feel your sweet body touching mine. Because there's so many things we can do. You give me feelings I never knew. I like to spend my weekends with you and weekdays too. Come on. Miss Tony Michelle Braxton. Again, like I told y'all, I am never going to stop quoting. Just iconic. Iconic. Legendary. Living legend. That's what sisters say. Living legend. Um, the incomparable debut album of Tony Braxton in 1993 is still one of the best pieces Mm -hmm. of R&B music ever. Mm -hmm. Spending my time with you, Tony Braxton. I want to spend some time with you. That is the song for my soul this week. What are you here for? Or not. I'm on Facebook and the Four Seasons is coming out with a jet. Okay. And they have a wait list. The Four Seasons says there is unprecedented demand, wait lists, and sold out itineraries. Oh, oh, oh. 
let me get off the internet. Um, I'm here for it this week. Oh, investigative journalism. Okay. As a journalism major, fish, investigative journalism down to YouTube, search Sears and Cat, Biz and Boy, Sears and Charlie news. Um, they do reporting on multiple issues like, um, hospitals giving people $80 tickets when their, um, meters run out. There was one lady in the CB, CBC news report. Um, her sister was rushed to the hospital because she had, a, and they found out it was a brain tumor and she wanted to go to the car to pay the parking meter when the doctor walked in the room to tell her what was going on from the, the study from the exam you can't go pay the no you can't go pay the parking meter right now i'm trying to tell you what happened with your sister brain tumor she walked back outside and it was an 80 dollars ticket on her car and then they showed another woman whose daughter um had cancer um she was a make-a-wish foundation kid she had got a trip to um disneyland because the make-a-wish foundation like we probably should get her trip to disneyland before she go um she was in isolation and chemo and her mama had to pay $20 every day that she wanted to visit her daughter down to the hospital. Uh, what? Why are, y'all, why are hospitals putting these types of fees on patients, families, and loved ones? So CBC News does investigations like that. I talked about it on here before about where um, major grocery chains are selling their unused fruits and vegetables down to the farmer's markets and pretending that they are, or this is organic. I can charge you an extra dollar because this is an organic tomato, ma'am. You should pay. Ma'am, this is very Kroger Foods, very Food Lion, very Giant Foods. Y'all are just, y'all have stuff left over and y'all are trying to sell it to us at an upcharge because y'all couldn't sell it in the store. So they uncovered that. I was like, yes, investigative journalism. Uncovered that the major food chains is doing tr- so, so many stories. Um, so shout out to CBC News, just out here for the citizens, out here for the people. <laughs> What's going on? Um, I just love it. I just love it. I'm here for it. Investigative journalism, find it out, <laughs> find it out. Investigative journalism, please work on this Mueller report because we don't get to see this whole shit. So if you um you guys out there would like to do some investigative journalism, please find that shit for us. We would greatly appreciate you. Thank you. Bar gotta go. Is it just me or does Bar have to go? He ain't going nowhere, but he should go. But what else? Mm-hmm. Um, my here for it this week is for another iconic, another legendary piece of artwork. Um, that I'm sure that you've heard us talk about a lot, but it is now coming to Netflix. Moonlight. One of the best gay movies. Top five. Top five gay movies of our lifetimes, probably. Um, I'm not going to list the other ones because it would seem like shade if I missed a couple other ones. But top five. Top five. Best picture winning movie is coming to Netflix on May 21st. We will get to see the Oscar award winning Travante Bay Rhodes. Who had only previously been on. Uh, Amazon Prime. I don't know what the deal was. There was something. It was some kind of conflama, some kind of fuck up or something. That you know, when it was released to the ancillary market, 
it only ended up on Amazon Prime for whatever. But now we can watch Moonlight on Netflix come May 21st. And so like Thanos has been collecting Infinity Stones, Netflix is now snatching the girls up one by one. And so now this is another Infinity Stone that Netflix is putting in her gauntlet. Uh, Apparently she also has two more uh, Beyonce pictures coming up to put in this gauntlet. And I am here for the snapping. I am absolutely here for it. <laughs> if she wants to snap my life out Netflix of with the snapping. If she wants to snap snap my life out of existence with Moonlight and two Beyonce deals and whatever the fuck else she can come up with with these goddamn Infinity songs she's acquiring, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. I ain't got shit else to do. Thank you, Netflix. Now it has come time for our favorite. You go first. Nope. You gotta go because it's the same thing. Okay. Um, uh, we don't have no drinks for it. No, oh, speak for you. Well, I don't have a drink. Oh, look speak at me, <laughs> thirsty. Uh, this is our favorite part of uh the episode. This is where we close out our episode with a shot. Um, if you also have liquor available to you, please take a shot with us. It is our last call. Thank you, Keisha Lance Verse, because we're still doing the traditional tequila. My last call is to um, Nigel Shelby. Nigel Shelby is, is, not was, is a ninth grader from Huntsville, Alabama. He was a beautiful, exuberant, uh, radiant, energetic, young black boy that did not shy away from cameras did not shy away from being curious about who he might have been. And he was bullied and pushed to suicide by idiots this past week. Um, Idiots with idiot parents, idiot parents that are a part of an idiot society, an idiot society that pretends to be inclusive to people of all walks of life especially in the Christian homeland of fucking Alabama where all come as you are is so loudly spoken and speaking in the morning and manners all are so fucking important until it means the end of a spark of life that is Nigel Shelby. And when that spark of life is extinguished by people pushing him to kill himself for being who he is, being all he knows how to be, those Christian values go away. All we have left is well thoughts and prayers and girl. He should have wore baggier pants and you know, he should have, you know, kissed some girls or something like that. I want y'all to go the fuck away from me with this shit. It's not helpful. It's going extinct. We see y'all for your bullshit. Um, This unfortunately is another casualty of that bullshit. But we see you. You have been hiding and invisible for so long. But we see you now. And the jig is up. Y'all are the minority. 
And um, I will spend my last dying breath making sure that we empower people to withstand the hatred that is coming out of places like Huntsville, Alabama. That is my last call. My last call, too, because um, Nigel Shelby, you matter to me. I salute you. I love you. Um, I wish this podcast was in a place to reach you. So I'm definitely going back in the lab to make sure that we are reaching people who need to hear our podcast, to see our faces, um, to uh, uh, cliche. It gets better. It, 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 it does. I promise for, for statistically shown, it gets better. Um, when you live your life and you create your own journey, it does get better. You will be happy in it because you created it. You are living it for yourself. And it's not just based around all this homophobia put around you in your current placement. It's not your final destination. I'm not sure here at here for a podcast, but ugh, I don't have many words. So you said it beautifully. Um, and I'm here for everything you said. And that's also my last call this week. So thank you guys so much for listening to here for a podcast this week. Follow the show on hereforwardpod.com. Make sure you are telling your friends um, and your haters, t- tell them to like, girl, like when she be like, yo, weave dirty, just post a link to here for pod.com. Just don't respond to those girls with, she might learn something. Uh, give her a piece of education. Get That's better, how you bless her. That's how you bless get her. Get better knowledge. A link to her for it. Podcast. Um, we love you and appreciate you guys. And um, next week, stay tuned. <clears throat> next week. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Um, thank you guys again. We appreciate you so much. Make sure you subscribe to this episode. I just Leave said that. comments as well. I, just said that. I said it louder and better. I just said that. Um, I am the Superman, T-H-E-E-S-U-P-A-M-A-N. You can still find me in Michael Sam. Um, The revolution will be televised. Take your Shuvada, kids. Bye.